Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. My name is Paul Matt and I'll be hosting the show today and we finally got a feel-good factor at the Medeski Stadium. Matt Miazga finding the QPR net in the 98th minute. How sweet was that as a Reading fan? Watching that go in and just, just so good. Mark Bowen was going to be the end of Reading Football Club. Everything was going to be disastrous. Didn't work like that, did it? To help me talk through it, I've got Matt Lansley. Hi, Matt. USA, USA. Nice, <laughs> nice, nice, Matt. Maybe don't do the singing too much, though, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And I've also been joined by Sam Stevenson. Hello. Hello. And uh, so, how good was that feeling at the end, uh, Matt? Just 98th minute. I mean, I won't say limbs, because it wasn't limbs. It's in the Dolan stance. That's definitely not the case, but... It was pretty good, wasn't it? It was probably it was just the perfect ending. It was like I, like I don't think anyone could have hoped for a better better ending. It, it, it was everything was petering out a bit, and in, you know we would have been happy with a nil nil. I think most people against third in the table, but it was just brilliant, and it certainly was limbs up in club eighteen seventy one. It was magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk us through that, Sam. You were in there as well, Matt, but how was it in Club 1871? Um, it was good. It was uh, a, a generally louder atmosphere than we've had in recent games. Um, and uh, it just felt fun, right? Like, um, and at good, the end, yeah. you know, people were falling over each other and it felt like, you know, a last minute winner at an away game. And that's kind of what, what you want. Um, it was, yeah, it was really, really good fun. Really good. Something that kind of shouldn't get forgetting there, there was the shot from Jordan Abita. He's about yeah. 35 yards out. That's just crazy, living, isn't it? I was living... And the assist from Morrison. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the assist <laughs> the from Morrison. That, that duck under the ball was just <laughs> wonderful, wasn't it? He kind of sees it coming. But honestly, I think that probably played a slight part because he does it quite late. Yeah. And uh, the goalie, I've got to say their goalie, Declan Rudd, um, didn't really impress me yesterday. But, um, yeah, the shot by Beta. What do you think of that, Sam? Um, yeah, like I was saying, when he when he lined up for it, I was like, don't do it. <laughs> don't <laughs> shoot. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was it was um, it was what we used to get from a beater. Right. He, he was one of our better deliverers of the ball and he had a shot on him when he needed to. Um, and it was yeah, I mean, it was good to see him have a go and actually get that on target, I guess. Um, as you said, the keeper was. Shaky, um, and it probably shouldn't have ended up where it did, but yeah, I can't complain now, can I? No, not at all. What I'd noticed though, when he goes for that long shot, Avita, you can see Ovi Ajari almost losing the plot slightly. <laughs> he hasn't given the pass to him, and then we score, and he's like, Oh, okay, that, that kind of worked out okay, <laughs> didn't it? Yeah, but Matt, what did you kind of think of the whole? kind of style of play yesterday that we saw from Mark Bone. Was it that different or was it kind of similar with a little bit of tinkering? Um, I think during the game, I was getting a bit frustrated and especially at half time, but in, in the heat of the moment of everything. But I think looking looking back on it, when when you look how defensively solid we were, and I, I think we were pretty much playing a five at the back. I mean, Obita and uh, Yedon weren't getting forward too much. Um we were very solid, though, at the back. Um, and we I, I can't even really remember Preston having, actually, apart from the, um, there was a header in the second half they had that headed straight. From Nugent, yeah. Mm, apart from that, 
they 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 had absolutely very just very very little and and I, I don't know how many shots they had in the box it must have been very low um but I, like i think the main the main thing bowen would have had to address was the defense and it was pretty much the same with gomez when he came in after clement the first thing he needs to address is the defense and make it more solid um and i think he he, he did it very very well um the rest of the game plan it looked all a bit disjointed um but 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 i think the main the main thing is that he steadies the ship he sorts the defense out and he stops just just this consistent string of losses because you know we've got back into that losing habit and it was just re- very nice yesterday um i know we've been doing it a lot late, lately but you know going going into the end scoring late and um just lifting everyone's everyone's spirits and especially for everyone's view of him really i know one game isn't going to change it too much but um it's certainly not going to not going to um disadvantage him at all so no it gives him a little bit of breathing space doesn't it which is vital because his uh We'll come on to that later, but the reaction to him being appointed wasn't, uh, I wouldn't say friendly, that's for sure. <laughs> um, he kind of, at uh, half-time, he said that the players were taking his words in the training during the week a little bit too literally and going too long ball and direct. But, you know, it kind of eradicated all those mistakes that we've seen defensively of awful passes just leading to chance after chance for an opposition. How did you feel about the start of play, Sam? Um, I feel like, like you guys have said, defensively, we looked a lot more solid. It's, it's a tough one to really know how it's going to pan out in the next few games. Um, Preston, I believe, were the highest scorers in the league coming into this game. Um, so, I mean, on paper, you know, it was a fantastic performance to limit them to so few chances. Um, some of the problems remained, though, across... When you look at, like, the way we moved the ball out, you'd still consistently see situations where players would be standing in midfield or out on the wing and going, where is anyone? I need someone to pass to. And then either going backwards or losing the ball or getting caught up on the ball. And I think that's been a problem for a while now where, you know, there isn't, there's a lack of uh, understanding between the players and where they should be and who's making the runs and that kind of thing. I, I don't think any of that has a bearing on Bowen at the moment because he's been in charge for what, a few days um, and I think it's really hard to take anything from yesterday and directly put that down to Bowen because in recent weeks, again, while we've been losing under Gomez, you could you could arguably say that like um, that we've had similar games to that under under Gomez where we just haven't had that last minute goal um, or you know we've missed a few because we had a few chances during the game yesterday to score and, and didn't put them away. Um, and you easily could have been having that same conversation. We could have been having that same conversation now, right? You know, um, Pella put a couple of really great balls in and and uh, one of them, I think, especially Pushkas was quite close to. And if he'd, you know, it wasn't quite a glaring miss, but you still yeah. could have been having that conversation where you're like, well, if he got on the end of that and if Ajaria had, had not shot straight at the keeper a couple of times and, you know, so... I think we'll see in the next few weeks, but ultimately a win's a win. We needed points. We're out of the relegation zone. And so while the style of play, I don't think changed substantially in my eyes. Um, I think it's, you know, it's, it's positive um, that we got the result. And that's, that's all that really mattered for Bowen early on. Yeah. I think it was more tinkering than actually yeah. a huge, massive move, which would have been a, a really dramatic thing. Having said that, um, Gomez did that when he came in, didn't he? We had a huge change in his first game against Millwall. Yeah. And it, we, 
ended that game with nine men, but let's not talk about it. <laughs> but it's a kind of, I don't know. But it's, it's mental to try and change everything like that. You've got to kind of build from what you've previously had and what you've got and what the players know. Um, and it would have been crazy if Bowen had come in and completely changed the formation style of play in three days. So I think he did the right thing and he just tried to shore things up a little bit. And yeah. while it was frustrating at times, it worked. Yeah, we didn't see any new issues, which yeah. I think is key. We want to kind of work on the ones we've got. I'm not saying the next month is going to be you know, absolutely perfect because I'm sure we're going to have some uh, tough games. But I think some of the players actually did step up yesterday. And I think someone who had one of his best games for a while was probably Adam. I thought he was really good yesterday. The most important part of his game that was improved was his delivery. I thought that yeah. was really good yesterday. Do you agree with that, Sam? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I do. I do. Um, I thought he was. I thought he was really, really good. In fact, actually, two players that were delivering balls, Pella being the other, um, yeah. between the two of them, they were both. Um, it's what we've needed for a while, um, and, and and given the lack of width, uh, because we we were playing two up front, um, we needed our wing backs to be to be able to to deliver crosses. And yeah, no, Yidam was was really, really good. Yeah, go on, Matt. I know you're quite um, yeah. like uh, yeah, well, Pele no, today. Yeah, like I thought, I, I thought Pele had probably his best game for us, and he in in midfield he was he was tack, tackling strongly. His, his his passing was a lot more lot more on point. Um, I can't, he, he he always seemed to have the tendency before giving it away sloppily. I can't really remember him doing that at all. Um, but it it was. It, it, it was just refreshing to see. And what something else I thought was refreshing to see was um, starting to get early crosses in as well. Pele did a couple. Um, I'd like that, that there was a couple of times in the second half when Swift tried to beat a person about 10 different times before trying to cross. But but, but I think it's, 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 it's the one frustrating thing that I've, I've always um, found with us in, in this formation, obviously playing playing um, playing three at the back and two wing backs. Um, early crosses can of, often be so so crucial. Um, and it's something that we've never really even done, um, which hopefully with 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 a slightly more um, direct style that Bowen wants to play, hopefully that might start to start to come in. Yeah, and it could also help Puskas and Mate. Although um, I thought Puskas was more than okay yesterday. Yeah. What did you think of the pairing of Puskas and Mate, Sam? Do you think it works? It didn't feel like there was any chemistry there. Um, again, though, I think. You know, like I'd mentioned earlier on, you could make the argument that understanding between players across the pitch has been an issue for a little while. Um, and I think the best pairing we've seen up front so far this season was when Zhao and Pushkas were playing together in that Cardiff game. Other than that, I think our front two slash three has never really felt that solid. Um at, at any point this season, really. Um, so while I don't think it worked particularly well yesterday, and I didn't think Mate had a good game at all. Um, you know, I, I think with with time and new manager, it might. You know, once we've we found a pairing that works, we'll see what happens. But um, but yeah, I didn't I didn't think either of them were fantastic yesterday. I think someone they're going to be pressurised by is Sam Bulldog. Yeah. I thought when he came on was it's one of the best performances I've seen from him since he signed. What did you think of him, Matt? Yeah, well, I, I was I was super, super impressed with him. I thought I thought everyone seeing him on on uh, on the bench for the first time, I think since the start of the season, it, it 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 just seemed like like a nice almost freshness almost. And you know, everyone knows that he's going to have a point to prove. And when he came on, he really he, he almost showed that the amount he was chasing down some some of some of the running back tackles he was making, and then some of his running forward. Um, he certainly wasn't afraid to 
to run forward. He, he, he play, playing probably more direct than anyone in the team has all season. Um, but I, I do think it's going to be interesting to see how Bowen plays the striking role because I think we will stick with two strikers. But I do kind of feel that Mate was only in the team yesterday as to to to, to do a to do a role, and that is when when you're playing it long, Puskas. He's not going to be the one to, to, to you know, go, go up and win win lots of headers. He's tall. Um, but Mate in the air is probably one of our best best players, if not our best player in the air. And it's his best attribute. Um, so like, I do kind of feel that that was his his role in the in the team yesterday, just to win win the knockdowns, um, run, run, run the, the defence ragged as well, because that's one thing you always know you'll get from him. You'll always get 100%. But, um, but I do really think it'll be interesting to see if Bulldog can can get in there and then maybe him and Puskas up front. I, I, I think that'd be quite, quite a good, quite a good partnership to be honest between them. Cause you've got the, the willingness of running between, um, of, um, of Bulldog, you know, he's certainly not going to stop running. Um, and Puskas, it could be quite, quite a dynamic little, um, little combination really. Yeah. I'd quite like to see that. Definitely. I think that we're going to see that at some point in the next few weeks, I would expect. But we need to have a little separate appreciation of one player, just for just for a good, you know, maybe a couple of hours, maybe. There is one player who stood out yesterday like a beacon of light and hope for the Medeski Stadium crowd, if you're a Reading fan. Ovi Ajaria, that man is magnificent. I'm giving him all my man love. <laughs> he is. He is just so amazing. Sam, talk to me about Ovi Ajaria. So, Ajario is a player that is probably the most technically gifted player we've had at Reading, possibly ever, or at least in my lifetime. Um, I don't remember a player who looked so comfortable on the ball before. Um, The only thing I would say about Ajario is uh, that we haven't necessarily found a way to unlock his true potential yet. Um, Who do you pair him up with in midfield? How do you give him the space and time on the ball he needs? All that kind of stuff. But... The fact that he's doing what he's doing at the moment um, is, he's just, he's just, it's ridiculous. Like, I watched back the video today, I think, um, where he traps the ball, he turns a player, runs out, you know, towards the corner flag, turns another player, comes in. It was just, I think it was the penalty claim. Yes. It's sickening. Like (laughs) It's crazy, isn't it? It's just, I just don't remember having a player that not only... Because like we've had players in the past who can beat a man. We've had players in the past who have like a trick to get past a player. Um, Beerens used to do that quite a lot. He used to be quite good at cutting back in and doing that kind of thing. But um, I don't remember having a player that I expect to hold onto the ball the way Ajaria does. Like consistently, you know that if you give him the ball, and he's got four players around him. They're not getting the ball off him. <laughs> like that's just it. And so I think for me, it is literally just like I said. And I think it. I, I think it's fair to say. Yesterday he was he was better again. He was back to close to his best. He was having shots. He was finding space. But we need to find a way to truly unlock him as a player. And we know we've got a talent there who quite possibly will be playing in the Premier League in in a few years, a couple of years, if he carries on doing what he's doing. Um, but as a Reading fan, I still feel like we're not getting the best out of him yet. And that's not necessarily something that he's doing wrong. I think it's probably just the system itself the players that are playing next to him. And if we can find a way to unlock Ajaria, I think we've arguably got one of the best creative midfielders in the league. Um, it, it's, he's just, yeah, he's just unbelievable. Like <laughs> The way he does it so consistently though, it's just incredible. Yeah. You think he's not going to get out of that space. Okay. There's three or four players. He's done this five times this season. Oh no, he's passed them. 
<laughs> he's only gone past another one. It's almost like he's toying with him. He wants yeah. more defenders to come to him mm-hmm. to create space for others. And then he just, I don't know how he does it. His feet are so quick. I mean, yeah. I'm going to give you a good good spell here just to talk about him, Matt, because we've just got to do it, haven't we? Well, it was probably why he was so annoyed at Jordan Beater at the end. He probably wanted to get get his um get get his player player beaten tally up. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. Um, but 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 yeah, I think everything Sam said. He, he's he's just a joy to watch. Um, I mean, you, you you'll never tire of watching a player like him. Um, and I do think what Sam said about unlock his potential is completely bang bang on the head. Um, you know, it, it's it's it's. It, it's quite frustrating, really, because we, we have got two incredibly gifted midfielders in Swift and Ajaria. And I think what once once we can find a way to unlock how to fully utilise them um, going going forward, you know, you're going to have any any team is going to struggle to contain them. Um, and and we know what they can do. And and um, Ajaria, just how he how he beats players like he does. It's just it's mesmerising, really. And I think. You know, you 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 could have probably an entire podcast, hour-long podcast, just talking about what he can do and how many lives he can terrorise with his with his feet. It's it's, it's something else. But 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 yeah, like I I I really hope we can start unlocking his his full potential because I think he's probably seventy seventy five percent at the moment. And if he starts scoring goals as well, you know, I I don't think it's going to be a few years before he's going to be in the Premier League. Sadly, I think it'll be next year. Yeah, without us. <laughs> I remember talking to Liam Moore about him, and he said that there is so much more in Ovi Ajaria last season, and he's been absolutely spot on there because he said we're seeing things in training, and if he brings that out onto the pitch, he's just going to mm. devastate the league. And he could do it. He could mm. do that. He is that good. Yeah. I just think if you could talking about the best player you've seen for Reading, uh, Sam. Technically, I think he probably is that. But if you could combine his final pass, Gilfie's final pass with Ijaria you'd yeah. have uh, would be top of the league <laughs> it's yeah. so good so yeah. so good but and yeah, I don't no, I don't think anyone could really have appreciated how good he could have been for us last year because I think last year he was good you know he you know you could see there's a good player there but th- this he's almost been a completely different player this season and he just seems a lot more settled he seems a lot more confident in himself um and his his, his ability in himself um so like and and it's it's so good that we've got him for the season as well. Um, but yeah, I like I, I it's it, it. I don't think it can be understated how important he is or he could be for us going forwards as well. I want to add something in onto that as well. One of the things that we've said in recent weeks uh, is that defensive midfield has been an issue, right? And that that's meant that Swift and Ajaria have really struggled to find space to find passes. Um, and I thought they both looked better yesterday and that's probably there's no coincidence that Pella put him one of his best performances in recent weeks um and it, you know he was breaking up play and he was bringing the ball forward finding the passes that he needed to and, and I think it shows that you know when you do unlock those two players they look up they look worlds better and I know Ajari has been good for us this season but yesterday was one of his better games and again, I think that, in fact, I'd say yesterday was probably his best game since West Brom away when he scored that goal, for me. Um, and again, yeah, and it felt like the midfield was balanced back then as well. And I think Swift and Swift Najaria will flourish when we've got somebody playing in there who can do the job. And, and, and unfortunately, like, 
I've said it a few times. I, I don't think that's Rinomoto at the moment because I think he's a box-to-box player. Um, and and Pele could be that player if he can kind of consistently put in those performances. Um, but if not, you know, January, I'd say defensive midfielder should be our top priority because if we can get someone in who can break up play, it'll unlock Swift, it'll unlock Ijaria, um, and it will just make, you know, we'll see more and more of what we saw yesterday mm. from, from Ijaria. Yeah, well, adding adding to that, I thought Swift, Swift as well, um, with his breakup play, was probably pro- probably one of his best best showings of of, of, of of breaking up the play as well. There was multiple times he was going forcefully in, in, in into tackles, breaking up play. And it's it's not something we've even really seen from Swift. You know, when he's gone in for tackles, they've always <laughs> normally been about 10 years too late or yeah. missed the mark by, you know, 10 feet. <laughs> yeah. um, but, 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 yeah, but yes, I thought it was probably one of his best all-round performances, Swift, of the season, definitely. Yeah, I think John Swift is kind of a little bit overlooked now because we're used to him having a decent standard, a kind of 7 out of 10 every week yeah. this season. He's one of the rare players that you can, can honestly say he's been OK. And yeah. um, I don't know, on the Jordan Obita situation, he obviously had a huge impact on the game with a shot at the end, you know, won us the game. What did you think of his performance overall? Uh who are you asking? Me? I'm asking I'm you, talking. Sam. Okay, I thought he was rubbish. Uh, I didn't think he had a good <laughs> game enough. at all. But um, I think some of that, again, comes down to the fact that we really lacked width. Um, there were quite a few times that he would get down the wing and be like, who do I pass to? Um, he got caught out a few times. And again, though, I, I don't want to be too harsh on him, given that he's still fresh from coming back from injury, um, playing in a team that he hasn't spent that much time with. Um, but I didn't think he had a fantastic game, um, and I thought he was one of the weaker players, definitely in the in the first half. But like I said, it, it's players are going to have bad games, right? Um, it's always going to happen. And yeah. actually, for him, it probably helped that he effectively set up the goal at the end because it kind of you know um, people will forget about about that performance. Um, but that's definitely something they need to have a look at because I, I did think at half time bringing on someone like Richards probably would have helped. Um, he was definitely struggling in that first half. Yeah, would you agree with that, Matt? I'd agree with the fact it wasn't one of his best performances. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he was, he was totally awful. I wouldn't have taken him off at half time per se. Um, I, I thought it was, it was probably about six, six out of ten. It was, it was, it was steady. That nothing he really did too wrong. Um, I like, I do think he kind of. Um, struggled with with kind of the style of play that we were trying to play because obviously um the, well it, it seemed like that we were set set up with the fullback sitting so much deeper um and obviously obita his main strength is going forwards and um and 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 down the wing whip, whipping in balls and everything um but i i i i wouldn't say it was i wouldn't say it was terrible it, it wasn't brilliant but but but, but i think I just think it's 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 so nice seeing him back in the team um, and 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 playing to a standard which which he could play every single week um, because that was one of my main worries after you know what was it it's nearly two years out you know is he going to even be remotely close to the player that he was and I think he he's definitely not what what he was when he went out of the team but he but he cert- he's certainly at a standard where, where where he can really start looking to build on what what he started and I, I do think he'll be starting most weeks now over um over Richards I think so 
Yeah, I mean, as Sam said, he's been, he's been out for two years. and mm. But if you're in the team now and he's played a few matches, I think you want to be assessed as a player now. And mm. I think I'd, I'd probably go with a six as well. But I, I kind of moved up a point, I feel, with that last second shot. I think before that, he probably would have been a five for me. So I'm not so far away from Sam, really. So before we were talking about Zedestar, we started recording this, we were talking about the fan reaction to Mark Bowen. Now, his appointment did not go down well at all on social media. It was like the devil had overtaken Reading Football Club. Obviously, there was lots of um, uh, conjecture about the fact that he appointed himself. This is something he strenuously denied. It does bring him to doubt his uh, role at the club, being the sporting director, having no say about the next manager. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll move on from that. When his name was announced at the stadium, I noticed the lightest, lightest bit of booing. And I heard absolutely no negative shouting about him at all. Um, at the end, everyone was quite happy. And it was pretty much the Mark Bowen Barmy army because <laughs> football fans are incredibly fickle. What did you think of the fan reaction, Sam? Um, I wasn't really sure what to expect before the game, to be honest. Um, the vitriol on Twitter, I think, was arguably fair. I think the club have got some real issues with PR and have done the last few years when it comes to making announcements over the summer and then being like, oh, you know, or, or, or when when an event happens, rather, and then almost ignoring the fact that they've said that. Um, I remember Gawler a few years ago one summer saying, hey, we've got loads of money for transfers and then we didn't spend any and then people were surprised and, and annoyed with the club and they didn't need to release that information. Same with this. When they, I might be wrong, but I'm fairly certain when Gomez was sacked, they came out and said, Bowen is now looking for a new manager in their statement. Um, and again, if, if they had any inkling that he might have been the manager at that point, coming out and, and suggesting that he was the one looking for the manager seems crazy at this point. Um, and that was badly managed, but um uh, when ultimately, like, it's, it's hard to be positive about it, but you want your team to win, right? That's that's the key reason you go to football. So it doesn't matter who the manager is. I'm annoyed that he was appointed, and I think a lot of other fans are too. But if he wins three of the first five games, I think people will just be like, don't care anymore. Um, it, it didn't feel right, but, you know, I think most fans would kind of echo that. There are some fans who... Uh, oblivious to the whole thing and that's fair enough you know they might not be engaged with what's been going on but actually like there was very very muted kind of um protests almost there was some people had a snake blow up snake over in y26 um after talk of a mass snake protest which clearly didn't happen um there was no booing in club 1871 there were there weren't any chance towards bowen um it was it was muted in that respect and i think people were apprehensive about you know being too positive about it but um yeah I mean it it doesn't surprise me the way things went down I think people are just unhappy because they quite liked Gomez and it felt a bit strange the way that Bowen was brought in but actually if he wins games no one really cares right like that's that's the that's the bottom line no one really will care if we're winning games so yeah no nobody will at all because um football just (sighs) 
essentially has no morals does it it's no. on that no isn't it it's just nobody really cares do they we sold all. our stadium for 40 million or whatever to pay off yeah, that. keep like, that keep that low down keep that low down. Like, we're doing all this other stuff off the pitch so this is probably no worse than any of that and ultimately yeah. like i said fans will turn a blind eye if they're winning games so it, it, it's it's just bowen will be fine as long as he doesn't go on a string of losses in which case it will turn pretty vile. I yeah, think. I think if we do get some losses, obviously we're going to talk about the QPR game. If we lose heavily there, then the pressure quickly turns around, doesn't it? Um, that is going to be a really, really tough match. We yeah. see QPR fifth in the league. How do you think that's going to go, Matt? Um, well, we've been better away from home than we have been at home, seemingly, this season. Um, it, it's 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 a difficult one to predict because QPR, like even though they're um they're high up in the high up in the table, they're shipping a lot of goals. I think I think they've got um I think they've scored I think it's twenty one goals, which is definitely one of the high, highest. It must be in the top top three. twenty three, I think. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but they've also conceded twenty one, I think. So um, <laughs> which, which, which <laughs> um, and and you saw it obviously in their game at the weekend, three two. They're like they're definitely an attacking team. Um, they score a lot of goals, but they're like if 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 we can do what we do did to them, to what we did to Preston. Um, who knows? As, as as Mark Bowen says, if you can keep it nil nil to seventy minutes, of course there's an opportunity. You just need one chance. Um, but um, I, even with my most optimistic hat on, I don't think I could predict a victory. Um, but like I, 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 I'd more than happily take a draw, winning against Preston and drawing against QPR. If anyone would have told you that before the weekend, you'd have snapped their hand off. Um, so I think just, just, just as long as, as long as we can stay in the game and stay competitive, um, it, it, it's, it's going to be a plus really. Because like I think it's, it's going to be hard for Bowen to really change anything, um, even before the QPR games. He's had a few days really once everyone got back from the international break before Preston. Um, and then another couple of days before QPR is it's it's a tough probably one of the toughest starts it could have probably had, but if if we can if we can stay competitive and nick a draw, I I don't think anyone be complaining. I think um, it's almost inevitable that Naki Wells will score, even though he doesn't score every single game against us. There's this kind of myth that's built up, isn't there? It's incredible. They've also got Jordan Hugel as well, and he's in midfield and kind of, they've got some quality players there for the championship. I'd, I'd I'd now, um, I think it's, it's, it's Eze. I think yeah. his name is Eze. He looks yeah. absolutely quality. He, he's, he's almost a striker version of Ajaria from what I've seen. His, his footwork is unbelievable. He's quick. Mm. Um, he is a real menace from what I've seen, so I'd be looking out for him. Miazga's going to destroy him. <laughs> yeah, Miazga. Yeah, I'm talking about Miazga and his whole game. On the previous podcast, we've been saying that we lack this kind of arsehole player on the pitch. Now, oh, yeah, Tim. Yeah, I, I know. But Miazga might be a lovely, lovely bloke as soon as he walks off that pitch. But on that pitch, he is a bit of an arsehole, isn't he? I'm and just... I like that. He is right yeah. in the referee's face. We were all over the defenders, everything. Like it's so frustrating, you know. Every time a player goes down for a penalty or um, gets fouled and gets up and looks at the ref and goes like that and then carries on, I'm like, don't do that. Go get in the referee's face and swear at him and tell him what you think of him. And like, I'm not saying I want us crowding the referee every game, but man, it's 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 frustrating to to not see that in the in in the players. And Miazga's that player that will be doing that. I love it. <laughs> he refs it. He was trying to ref it yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm still it's amazing. I'm, 
I'm still waiting to see him go up or or um have a little um confrontation with the player and do his little look over the head like he did to that um that that poor yeah on the man. famous gif yeah <laughs> <laughs> that would be good do that in a reading shirt I'll be playing it on repeat <laughs> <laughs> no I'd love to see it. no he's got to be oh, yeah I mean I'm talking about on uh, Twitter the top three signings we've made in the summer and I kind of like broke it down to three I went Raphael Ijaria and Matt Miazga. Um, I think we're probably all going to say Ijaria is the, probably the best one. But I don't think we should underestimate how good the other two have been. Because, Raphael, have you seen him make a mistake, Matt? Um, well, no. And I think I think you could almost um, answer that question with two different answers. Because I think Ijaria, I think, on a purely player basis, has been the best signing. I think, unquestionably, no one can question that he is the best player that we've signed. Um, but because but, I was thinking about it earlier, and um, but when you think of the most influential player that we've signed, it it it, it can't be anyone but but Raphael in my eyes because because I think it was someone that commented on on your post, and um, because without him you're left with Virginia um, and um, Sam Walker, and to be playing a full season with those with those two or even. If you're looking even lower, you know, someone like Boyce Clark or someone from from the academy, you know, it's that 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 was one of the areas we were so so low on resources for. And you know, if 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 we didn't have um, Raphael in the team, you know, God God knows what 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 would be happening with the defence. And like I say, he he hasn't put a foot wrong. Um, he's he's doing everything. You know, six seven out of ten every week. He's very very good. Does does the job commands his box box well and um settles the defense um so i think when 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 you're looking at the most influential player to have signed i think it's it's rafael but purely on if you're looking at the player who's the best player we've signed then it is of course ajari and i don't think you can make too many counter arguments to that i think Raphael gives a shit as well like that's the thing i like about him when we scored the goal yesterday he ran up the <laughs> and like for a guy that, and I might be completely wrong, but my understanding is he doesn't actually speak any English. So there is a language barrier issue there. I know Liam Moore was speaking English to him and he was understanding it in the first okay, half. So he might, there was an he incident might, yeah. when he said, he was talking about, oh, I want to head it back to you, but you're too close to me. And he seemed to understand it. Okay. Yeah, so. But yeah, he's, um, but still like he's, uh, replacing Martinez was always going to be tough. But the fact that, after, especially after the first few games with Virginia and the struggles that he had, fans aren't talking about the keeper at all anymore, and that's a good thing, I think. Like, um, just like when you talk about if the referee doesn't get mentioned, you know, it's it's uh, he's probably had a good game. It's the same with the keeper, right? You don't want to be, you don't want to be talking about your keeper where possible. That means you've probably had a decent game. And Raphael is just like you said, a seven out of ten every week, um, no mistakes. And uh, yeah, I think. The fact that he's our player as well makes a difference um, because we're not going to get a situation where he'll leave at the end of the season and we'll have to replace him again and all of that stuff. I think it's, yeah, it's good. It's a good position to be in. I think yeah, the fact I that think... more free as well, yeah. and a free transfer, yeah. which I think is, is again, it's fantastic. I know he cancelled his contract at Sampdoria, so there might have been a few... Um, few words in his ear from from our good friend Kia but <laughs> yeah there's a good side and the positive side to the relationship with Kia Jocham it's a mixed bag you can't have the good without the bad bits can you no, unfortunately but, but, <laughs> but, but I think as, as 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 a piece of business goes for for the for the for the sake of our season I think that that was fantastic really and he's and I think the the, the passion he shows and the fact he's he's going really out of his way to learn to learn a completely new language 
is it's just testament to him, I think. So No, I think he'd be going down as one of our most consistent uh, goalkeepers in the last it's going to be the most spectacular. I don't think that's going to be the case. But in the last six or seven years, I think you just can't, you don't really worry about him at all, which is like Sam was saying, is a great thing with a goalkeeper. It's lovely to have someone like Martinez because he's like that extra level. But that was never going to be the case, was it? So unfortunately. Well, if we're being entirely critical, the only thing I would say that he needs to work on is his distribution because there were a few times yesterday where he kicked the ball straight out into touch. And um, if he can work on that, you know, I can I can deal with that right like we've had keepers in the past who who have been exactly the same as that and we still love them so Stradamici uh, definitely yeah, yeah. and um, uh, Absi another one mm. Absi used to do it yeah we've had a few keepers who have struggled with distribution um, but uh, yeah I mean if you can sort that out cool like everything else he does is fine um, so yeah so what are we saying then for the QPR match then, uh, Sam? We're going to go a quick prediction on that. What do you think the score will be then? Uh, I think the best we can hope for is possibly a draw, um, but I think we'll probably lose. Yeah. Matt, what are you going to say? I am going to say 2-2. Goal fest, action, action pack, <laughs> Bulldog to start, Bulldog scores, Puskas scores. We all go home happy. And uh, yeah, 2-2. <laughs> I like your reality. <laughs> it's a good one. Um... <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for uh, listening to this. And hopefully we'll be able to talk about another win on Wednesday night. Uh, we've just started up a new uh, fanzine. We put Edition uh, 2 out last week. So if you want to have a look at that, have a look on the Twitter site. We've also now got a Facebook site and we've got a Instagram site, which has been revamped and uh, loads of new stuff going on there. So definitely have a look at that. And yes... Let's hope we have more wins and Mark Bone becomes the new glorious leader of Reading Football Club. Cheers.